What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast from your host, Jose Gano of Sports Drop Pod. Today, we're going to be recapping the NFL playoffs, my frustration, how the Cowboy season ended, and my prediction for the Super Bowl against Rams versus Bucks. So I hope you guys join along. Listen, don't forget to follow on wherever you hit, hear your podcast for free. So starting off with the first wild card game that happened this playoff season was the Cincinnati Bengals at 11-17 and and the Las Vegas Raiders at 10-8. and So far, my reaction to this game was crazy. This was the up-and-coming of... Derek Carr played out of his mind. He played well, carrying this Raiders defense in the second half. Derek Carr having 310 yards with only one touchdown and one interception, but sort of not being backed up by Josh Jacobs and his running ability. By Jacobs only having 83 carries, but an impressive, not 83 yards, but an impressive 13 carries. Carr had no receivers over 100 yards that game. The only receiver with the highest yards was his tight end, Darren Waller. He mostly contributed, but did not have no receiver under 100. Derek Carr and the Raiders played for like their first debut for Carr. He played I I say he played pretty well for his first debut. Man, if I had 310 yards the first time I played in a playoff game, it would be crazy. But Raiders have some work to do. They do have some work to do. They fix that line. They need at least a few receivers. And that defense is a bit of help. Not that much, but a bit. The Raiders ended up with 19 points with only one touchdown scored and the rest being field goals. <coughs> Excuse me. Now going to the Bengals, who are currently in the Super Bowl, but we'll get to that later. Joe Barrow, in his playoff debut after coming back from an ACL tear and MCL tear and also winning comeback player of, of the year over Dak Prescott, he had an impressive 244 yards passing with two touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 50% completion rating. Burrow has some help with rushing from players of Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, a few yards picking up by Evans, Tyler Boyd, and himself, even though he had negative two yards. Receiving, he had Jamar Chase, which is his best buddy since he's been playing at LSU. Jamar Chase had 116 yards. Oh, he had nine receptions with four 116 yards, averaging 12.9 yards per catch. With tight end CJ Usman with six receptions for 64 yards, averaging 10.7 yards per catch and a touchdown that game being his second leading receiver. The defense ended up pretty well with with Pratt getting the game-sealing interception at the end against Derek Carr. But the main man we need to talk about here is Kevin McPherson, the rookie out of Florida, who so far has not missed any field goals during this season, playoff season. He went a perfect 4 for 4 Hey, Wendy's, you know what I'm saying. Perfect 4 for 4 with 100%. His longest field goal being 43 yards. Him by himself scoring 14 points. That man is quoted. <clears throat> but what I got to say about this game is this started the resurgence of the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be a good contender 
for quite a bit if they keep the same roster going up. And for the Raiders, excuse me, they do need a little more help, like I'm saying, on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. But it was mostly they get a pass because of all they been through with John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, and other players in the defensive side who took a turn, a bad turn, which sort of ended their career in Vegas. But, hey, so final score of this game was 26-19. to 19. Bengals move on to the divisional round. Next game we got to talk about was the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills, which was the next wild card game, which ended in a complete blowout with the Bills having a perfect game with no punts nor, nor field goals scoring in every possession. On the Patriots side, Mac Jones, for his debut in the playoffs, had a pretty impressive start as in his rookie season, going 24 of 38 with 232 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. He did have some help on the rushing side, with, with Harris having nine carries for 30 yards, Ben back with 17, having 27. There's been second rusher, Mike Jones himself, having two carries for 18 yards. In the receiving side, Bourne had, was the highest receiver in yards with seven receptions for 77 yards with 11 yards per catch with two touchdowns, him being the only player where those two touchdowns came from. In the defensive side, Mostly, they were all tackles, besides a few players, no interceptions. What I gotta say about the Patriots is for Mac Jones' first playoff game, they did pretty well, but the defensive side and the rushing need to be worked more. And just because you spend a lot of money on the offense, doesn't mean they're gonna show up for you in the big game. Especially, look, one of the main guys they paid, Hunter Henry, he only had one reception. For 30 yards. And Nelson Aguilar too. One reception for 18 yards. Those two guys. Were the most that were paid. This year. To come to the Patriots. And what did they produce for you in the playoffs? Nada. Nada. <clears throat> Excuse me again. My bad y'all. And then on the Bill side. Josh Allen almost having a. Perfect game himself with 21 out of 25 completion completion attempts with 308 yards with 5 touchdowns, no interceptions. Josh Allen balled out. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an MVP candidate for next year. Rooks needs to work on being more consistent during the season and also in the playoffs, not choking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he didn't choke, but he needs to pick heads. Rushing was Devin Singletary with 16 carries, 81 yards, with 5.1 yards averaging per carry, and two touchdowns. Singletary was the number one rusher that night with Josh Allen himself rushing for 66 yards on an average of 11 yards per carry. And then on the rece- receiving side, Evan Knox had himself a night with five receptions, 89 yards, and two touchdowns with the first touchdown that was meant to be thrown away was caught by him. You know what I'm saying? But quick question, why has Diggs not produced? Stephon Diggs only has 60 yards, which is still good. Trust me, it's still good. But only three receptions. As your number one receiver, you got to be targeted more. You have to be targeted more. Dude, Singletary had the same amount of targets as you. Come on. And then the second receiver was Diggs himself for 60 yards on 20 yards averaging per catch. On the defensive side, the only two players to get 
in interception with Michael Hyde and Wallace with uh interception is each with hugs with two players having two sacks. One each. That's what I mean by two sacks. Overall, this game I wish it never happened. As we would have gotten more entertaining game. But I'm happy for the Patriots. They have really good future ahead of them. And Belichick still saves it. But the final score of Bills 47, Patriots 17. With the Bills moving on to the next round. The, sec- the second day of Wild Card Weekend starts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Starting on the Eagles, Hurts had 258 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions, which is good. But I should be worried if my quarterback has rushed more than my running backs. Because Hurts had eight carries for 39 yards with Scott having one carry for 34. I mean, 34. And one carry, which I think is good, but you need to produce more. And Miles Sanders having set seven carries for 16 yards. Whatever happened to that guy? He could not rush no more. But on the receiving side, he did have some help. With Gobert with six receptions for 92 yards on an average of 15.3 yards per catch. And Devontae Smith, for his debut, had a pretty impressive game with four receptions, 60 yards. And 15 yards per catch. On the defensive side, a couple players did have a couple sacks. I'll say that, but no interceptions. I mean, I feel like it'll be hard for you to intercept the GOAT when you're playing against the GOAT. The Eagles only scoring 15 points against the Bucks, which I feel like shouldn't even have played as well. I feel like the Saints could have possibly put a better game. You know the Saints were the kryptonite of the Bucks this year. But overall, Eagles, y'all need some work. You need some receivers to draft. You need to start building on that O-line because, well, not O-line, just center because Travis, not Travis, Jason Kelsey could possibly be soon to retire. And on the defensive side, doesn't need that much work on the line, but you need some guys who could cover well. Next, <clears throat> on the bug side, we have Nigo with Tom Brady going for 271 yards with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Hey, it's Tom Brady. If the man can make, like, throw the ball and make you win in a ball, you, you should be happy. Rushing, Keishan Vaughn having 17 carries for 53 yards. With one touchdown, and Bernard having 44 yards right behind him. On the receiving side, everybody mostly contributed around the ball, with Mike Evans being the leading receiver that game with 117 yards, averaging 13 yards per carry, with Bernard right behind him at 39, and Gronkowski, Tom Brady's best friend, at 31 yards, being the third leading receiver. On the defensive side, Edwards and Barrett each had a pick of their own with only two players having a sack, which was Anton Winfield Jr. and McLennan. Overall, this game is the same as the Patriots. Blowout, I feel like we should have expected it. I feel like I expected it more out of this game. Then the Patriots and Bills, I wanted that game to be good. But hey, final score was 31-15. Bucks move on to the next round of the playoffs. Now, the game that was supposed to be the biggest game of the playoffs this year, besides the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers going to Jerry World and facing my Dallas Cowboys. What did I expect from this game? I expected my Cowboys to come out, slinging that damn ball, running the damn ball, going against this Niners defense, showing it that you cannot stop the run. It cannot cover our receivers. It cannot cover Coop, CD, Wilson, Schultz, 
Jarwin, not do, nothing to do with those guys. But what, what did I see the first quarter? Not scoring a single point on the offense or defensive side of the ball, and being down ten to zero, the first quarter. Ten to zero. How? Team is led by Jimmy Garoppolo. How the heck did we let that happen? The second quarter was a bit better with Cowboys overscoring the 49ers by one point. By one point. Should I be happy about that? No. Because we're still down 16-7 to going into the half. Then what happened again? We did not score in the damn third quarter and we let the Niners score once again. We're down what twenty something now? We're down twenty three to seven going into the fourth quarter. But no Mr. Dak Prescott thinks he's a freaking goat in the fourth quarter. Homie throws for like four hundred yards every time we're down by twenty. Makes us a close game and it gives every cowboy fan hope that we could come back like how the Cowboys did against the Lions. But no. What 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 play did we decide to do? A freaking QB draw. With no timeouts, 20 seconds left. QB draw. When we have two elite receivers, three, and a third receiver who's really good. When we could have gone on a Hail Mary. On a Hail Mary. Dak has the arm to throw a Hail Mary. Our defense didn't show up either. How did we do that? 23 points. We had the number one scoring defense. Well, no, 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 we just had a top 10 scoring defense. We had Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs, Aiden Van Der Esch. We had all these guys on the defense. Couldn't do nothing. Trayvon couldn't get one pick. Trayvon didn't even get a pick. Is he overrated, in my opinion? No, he's top 10. Defensive player. Michael's ahead of him. Homie won defensive rookie of the year. Wasn't the running for defensive player of the year. He got more votes than his teammate. The homie that was leading in interceptions. But it didn't work out in the beginning. This game ended up being 23-17. to Niners moved on. But let's talk about these damn stats. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 172 yards. No touchdowns and a pick. How could we not stop that man? He just threw for that much. Just imagine if we were covering, we could at least got like three picks out of this man or four. This is the thing I always tell every single Niner fan. You guys can't throw the ball for crap. You guys cannot throw. Jimmy gets pressured. He's not the successor of Brady. If he was in New England, he would have been playing way better. But this is like, no, Kyle Shanahan's the offensive mastermind. <laughs> then why does this QB throw for like 100 yards per game, but like gives it to his running backs like 40 times a game? How? Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, is one of the most overrated. Not overrated. I just, he sucks. He, he can't throw the ball. That's what I'm saying. If he has a run game to support his off awful playing, then a hundred percent. Let me say this way. Let me say this way. His running backs had more touchdowns than him. Combined. If you combine Elijah Mitchell's and Debo Samuel's rushing rushing yards, they'll have more passing yards than freaking Jimmy. If you combine their carries, they'll have way more attempt, more carries than the attempts that Jimmy Garoppolo had. Let's go to the receiver side. No receiver didn't even pass 70 yards. That's how you know he can throw. You expected Debo to have a good game? No, it was Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. You didn't even pass the ball to George Kittle that much. One. One reception by Kittle. Your fullback had more receptions than him. More. 
And don't throw to your running back. Homie had one reception for negative 11 yards. But on the defensive side, basically your whole defense besides their four players had a damn sack or assist on us. And a ton of tackles. We allowed almost like, well, four or five sacks on us. I thought we had a good role. Like, why can't this be back like 2016 where we had one of the best offensive line in the league with Travis Frederick, Joe Looney, Zach Martin, Leo Collins, Tyron Smith, all being in their prime. Why couldn't we do something that year? Something. Could have won in oh. We couldn't do nothing in 2016, in 2018, not even 2021. We couldn't do anything. We had When we had one of the best teams that we had, I don't understand. Why isn't Mike McCarthy out of here? Why isn't Kellen Moore out of here? I don't mind Kellen Moore, but homie can't call plays for nothing. Can't call plays for nothing. I'll say nothing. It sucks seeing this team that has so much hope for disappoint me every year. Last year, couldn't make the playoffs, but we lost to the Giants. We lost to the Giants. We lost to the Giants. Joe Judge. The year before that, we didn't even make the playoffs. Because you know what? Because of the Eagles. The year before that, we lost to the freaking Rams. The year before that, didn't make the playoffs because they decided to do bad stuff to a woman. And the year before that, 2016, when everybody was playing so well, we lost to the Packers. We lost on a field goal against Mason Crosby. Then the infamous death catch against the Packers again. Come on. Why? 2015 had to be one of the worst years as a Cowboy fan that I could remember. That's where we got Zeke and Dak. You know what what I'm thinking? I'm drafting Taco Charlton over TJ Watt. Homies with the Steelers. Taco Charlton is with the Steelers. Where TJ Watt's playing. He's playing with the guy that we could have had. We could have had the defensive player of the year with us and the defensive rookie of the year. Let's go on to the Cowboys side and see how they were playing. Dak Prescott threw for 254 yards with one touchdown and one interception. And our punter threw for 16 yards on a perfect passing rating, which was a fake punt play. I don't understand. When we threw that fake punt, why did the punt team still stay out there? Why? It was dumb. Were we going to let our freaking punter throw the ball again? Again? Spend like, what, 10 seconds out there and decided to put the offense back in? That took like another 10 seconds off the clock. That's the thing. Mike McCarthy sucks with time management. Why? Why do we have a coach that can't time manage? Oh, but he has a Super Bowl under his name. Hey, Jerry, that doesn't matter, bro. Look, McVeigh got hired from the offensive as an offensive coordinator. He's been to the Super Bowl already two times, more than Mike McCarthy. McVeigh has been to the Super Bowl more times than we did these past 25 years. Come on. On the rushing side, it's the usual. Zeke, like, having a ton of carries, Bonnie doing 31 yards. The thing is, we do not feed Tony Pollard. That man, after his rookie year, told myself, this man's going to be something special. He, But he's not going to be special if we don't feed him the ball. We saw what he could do. We see what he could do. We saw him in 2020 when Zeke had his down year. We saw him in his rookie year. Homie could return the ball off kicks. He could receive and he could run that ball. He may look skinny, but homie's built. He could run. Zeke, 
You got one more year, dude. If not, you're done. Can't have you in this team no more. You're done. We're going to switch your roles. We're going to put you at that fullback. Uh, on the receiving end, look, back. let me ask you a question. Why does, why does CD Lamb only have one reception? Why, why did he have one reception? Ask me that. Schultz had more receptions than our top two receivers. I love Don Schultz. I love that man. I hope he stays this year. But you gotta be feeding our receivers more. I don't understand that. You have to be feeding our receivers more. And you gotta feed Blake Jarwin more. I understand Jarwin was injured a lot this year. We gotta feed him too. We saw how he could play. We see how he could play. We see how he could play. I think it was in 2017-2018. Final game, I think, against the Giants. We saw how he could play, man. Jarwin had himself a game. And what does Dak decide to do? Decides to pass it more to our backups and running backs and our top receivers and tight ends. Notice, Jarwin is still our number one tight end in the chart. If Schultz, Schultz says, Schultz is going to take that if Jarwin doesn't get enough playing time. On the defensive, let's see, no sex recorded. Can someone tell me why? Why is there no sex recorded? We have two guys on the defensive line. We know that could get sacks. I understand. I was going against Trey Williams. It's a little harder. We'll put Micah Parsons on the damn line. Dan Quinn, you know Micah Parsons is special. Why don't you put him in the line more? Homie had 13 sacks. Three forced fumbles. Come on. And we still decided to put him a linebacker. God be playing me, man. Zerlein, of course, we didn't let him kick it. He only had one kick for 51. But it's freaking Greg Zerlein. Our punter. Wait, let me see this real quick. Our punter had more yards kicking than our quarterback. Why did we take advantage of the fourth downs? We go for fourth down so much, but. In a playoff game, when we need to advance, show these people what we got. We decide to punt. We decide to punt. And Jerry, we need like windows or something covering that damn sun. Because Cedric Wilson got blinded by the ball. Do you want that happening again? Do you want your top, one of your top receivers to get blinded by the ball costing you a playoff game? Do you really want that to happen? Tell me. Because if you do, keep it keep it like that. Keep it like that. Because that play costed us the game. When he dropped it, that costed us the damn game. <sighs> what can I say, man? Another disappointing ending. Another sad ending. Another dumb ending. To a team that could have done it all. That could have been playing tomorrow. That could have Beating Brady or Rogers, we could have been playing tomorrow, but we can't time management. We can't call the right plays in the right time. Do the stupidest plays when we got no timeouts. <clears throat> and what did we get out of it? We got a loss, ending our season like this. Final was twenty three seventeen, forty niners. Ending another disappointing, hopeful, sad, high expectation season for the Dallas Cowboys. But hey, next year I got I'm like Eric Cowboys fan. And next year I hope there's gonna be something special. I'm not gonna say next year we're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I hope we do something more than we did this year. 
And in the final day, wildcard weekend, we start off with the NFC West rivalry matchup with the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Who expected this to be a blowout? Tell me, who really expected this? I expected this being a shootout between Kylo Murray and Matthew Stafford. Well, what did Kyle Murray produce? 137 yards with 19 completions and 34 attempts. No touchdowns. One of them scored the touchdowns. One no. James Conner. James Conner. Homie wasn't even playing good with the Steelers. And he produced the only touchdown for the Cardinals. Come on, we expected more of this team. We expected more. They get a slight pass because DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins wasn't there. But what do you expect? You're going against the best defensive line in the game. You're going against the best defensive, best defensive line, the best cornerback in the league. And what do you produce out of that? 11 points. Produce 11 points. There's one part I gotta recap. There's one second. What? But I gotta recap. Was Cam Akers going down, doing that hit on Buddha Baker. Oh, Buddha Baker has a speedy recovery. It sucks to see him go down like that. But I feel like at the same time, players should be overreacting when James Conner, not James Conner, Cam Akers, was apologizing. Conner's players should have protected their, their teammate, but at the same time, not doing nothing stupid. Conner's only produced 11 points out of this game. Kyler Murray, for your debut, man, we expected more. And on the Rams' side... Matthew Stafford's been in the playoffs, but he's uh, what? Not won no games until this year. Stafford threw for 202 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks on the 13 17 co- completion attempts, with Odell Beckham continuing his perfect passing rating with an attempt of 40 yards, which he was 1 1. This r- rushing attack. Was pretty good. You had two players over fifty-five. Stafford rushing for twenty-two, and what's crazy, Cam Akers literally tore his ACL six, seven months ago, and literally came back. How he tore his Achilles? That's a year of recovery. He didn't recover half a year, and then it would take him to be back on the football field. On the receiving side, you have the best receiver this year, Cooper Cup with 61 yards. you got to target that man. He's your best receiver. But look, all the people you targeted had more than 40 yards, which is good for you. Your running back had 40 yards. Man, Jefferson had 40 yards. And on defense, everybody produced. Everybody produced. Everybody. 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 Breaking news, America beat Los Santos 3-2. Viva America. But back to that. Gotta recap this real quick. Cardinals suck. Let's hope DeAndre Hopkins is healthy next year. Let's hope Kyler Murray stays and plays a little better. Final score, 34-11. Rams. Rams move on to the next round. I messed up. That Rams-Cardinals game was the final game. Wildcard weekend, but on Saturday, I missed the game. It was Chiefs Steelers. I'm not say much about this game. It was Big Ben's last game. A lot of people were hoping for an upset. A lot of people were wrong. It's the Steelers, man. Chargers should have called a timeout. They could have made this a way more exciting game than a 42 to 21 blowout. Let's see how Big Ben played his last last game. He went 29-44 with 215 yards and two touchdowns. Surprisingly, no picks. For Najee Harris, Harris in, his, 
NFL debut. Didn't rush that much. Didn't rush that good. He was 20, 29 yards and averaging 2.9 yards per carry. Big Ben spread out the ball enough. He got a lot of his receivers involved. The defense, besides TJ Watt, produced. TJ Watt got them a touchdown. And look, freaking Taco Charlton got a tackle for them. Ha <sighs> And let's go to the Chiefs side of the ball. Of course, Patrick Mahomes having himself a game. 404 yards, 5 touchdowns, and 1 interception. And Travis Kelsey having a touchdown pass of 2 yards. Rushing, McKinnon was leading the whole Chiefs rushing attack with 61 yards, with 5.1 yards per carry. Kelsey led all receivers with 108 yards, with McKinnon being second at 81 yards. And Gay Hill, how come you only have 51 yards? I mean, 57 yards. It's crazy. I don't say much about this game, like I already said. I'm surprised this defense didn't get at least an interception or pick six from Big Ben. But come on, this was a blowout. We shouldn't have expected. There was a higher chance of the Eagles upsetting the Bucks and the Steelers upsetting the Chiefs. Final score was 42-21. to Chiefs move on. And now we head to the divisional round of the playoffs. Right. For the first game of the divisional round, is here's the Cincinnati Bengals going against the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, with Derrick Henry coming back. Some people call him the king. I call him a fraud. He can't run. I mean, no, he cannot run. He doesn't know how to make openings for himself being that huge. Come on. He can't be that huge, man. All right, let's go on the Bengals side of the ball. Joe Barrow having himself another good game with three, 348 yards, but no touchdowns. No touchdowns and one interception, but one thing before I continue, this game was more of a defensive side of the game than offensive side of the game because both offenses from the Bengals and Titans didn't produce that much. They didn't play that well, but both defenses showed out. All right, now we continue on the Bengals' offensive side. Joe Mixon led our rushing attack for the Bengals with 14 carries. With 54 yards, averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Receiving, of course, it's Joe Burrow's boy, Jamar Chase. Five catches for 109 yards, 21.8 yards per catch. With T. Higgins right behind him with seven catches for 96 yards. T. Higgins is, uh, is underrated. I don't care what you tell me. Homie is underrated. The defense helped out really, really well. Had three interceptions against Tannehill. My bad for the pause. Three interceptions against Tannehill. Hey, what what we got to say? Evic McPherson, the rookie kicker out of Florida, had himself another perfect 4 for 4 Give me them nuggets out of Wendy's. 100%. Completion on his kicks with a long of 54, having 13 points by himself, almost having the same points as the Titans did. Hey, one thing that got me is that this this kid is really good. He's really, really good. He'll be the next Adam and Terry. He'll be the next Justin Tucker. But homie even told him, going out for the kick to try to win the game, he's like, ah, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship, homie kicked that thing and won the game for the Bengals. Now let's see how the Titans play. Tannehill, 220 passing yards, one touchdown and three picks. Why are you paying a man over $160 million per four years to produce you as the first seed? The first seed. 
giving him three picks. Rushing, look, Derrick Henry had 20 carries, but only 62 yards rushing. With 3.1 yards per rush. Tell me how that's possible. This man is supposed to be considered the best running back in the league. And how Foreman, their other running back, had more rushing yards and less carries than Derrick Henry. On the receiving side, Antonio Brown led all receivers with five catches with 142 yards with Julio Jones leading right behind him with six catches for 62 yards. The defense had a lot of sacks. A lot of sacks on Burrow. Nine sacks and Burrow still beat them. Burrow still beat them. Final score being 19-16 Bengals. McPherson kicking it off. Bengals are heading to the ASC Championship. Now run continuing. Their Cinderella story. The next game was the number one seed Packers against the six seed. I'm not gonna say the name. You already know who. On the what did I say? The 49ers. They, they, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't this good. Homie had another 100 yard game. But let's look at the running game. As we said, the run game was way better. The Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo had no touchdowns again. Again. He didn't have no touchdowns. And he had a pick. On the receiving side, Kittle led the ball. They passed to the best catcher. The best player on the offense. Besides the rushing. The rushing should be considered one player. Because they depend on it so much. The defense put us the numbers with 2, 4, 6, 6 sacks. And Aaron Rodgers with the kicker walking it off. Listen here, Aaron Rodgers chokes in the playoffs. I don't care what you say no more. This man needs to be out of Green Bay or needs to have a better supporting cast around him. Now, he's never going to win in Green Bay. Let's talk about this now. I think Aaron Rodgers had the same game as Jimmy Garoppolo because homie threw for 225. But has zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. As like I said, also depending on the run game as well. Aaron Jones, the running back, led receiving with a hundred and twenty nine yards. Throw it to your number one receiver. More, give him more openings. Give him more passes. I don't understand why you didn't pass him the ball more. What I gotta say, man. Rogers choked. 49ers walk it off. In the frozen tundra. 13-10. 49ers continue the run. Spoiler alert. It gets ended soon. By a rampage. See what I did there? <laughs> Next game on the list. Has to be the second best divisional game that happened in this playoff game. It was the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buccaneers. One thing I gotta say real quick: the Rams almost became the Falcons, almost choking a twenty-seven three lead, twenty-seven to three lead, almost choking that, almost choking. Let's check how the Rams played. Matthew Stafford. 366 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, perfect game for him. Cam Makers also showing that if you put in the work during an injury, if you dedicate yourself in recovery, that you'll come back faster than you'll see. Cup had himself an absolute game with 183 yards with a reception down the field, which was like, what, like 64, 40, 60 yards? Now, set up. The game-winning field goal by the Rams. Defense played well. Maggie kicks the winning field goal against Tom Brady. Ending Tom Brady's amazing comeback, possible comeback of winning. Tom Brady threw for 329. 
with uh, 141 yards in the fourth quarter. He had a touchdown and an interception. Before Nett led all rushing with 51 yards. And the receiving side, Michael uh, Michael Evans, Mike, no, not Michael Evans, Mike Evans led all receiving with 119 yards. But look, listen here. The Rams, while the Rams, I, I would be happy, but also pissed at my team. If I was a coach, I'd be like, we almost blew a lead against the best player. But we also beat him. We stopped his comeback. We stopped it. The Bucks had an amazing game. Tom Brady plays his final game of the year. Mike Evans gives away his final touchdown game ball, as always. Final score being Rams, Bucks, the NFC Divisional. Uh, not the NFC Championship game is set. We'll talk about it in a bit. And finishing off the division round has to be the best game that happened that night. Kansas City Chiefs facing off the Bills. Hey, if you were flipping the coin for a bet, would it just heads or tails? What would be your choice? Because mine will for sure be heads. But we'll get right into that real quick. Let's go on the Bills side of the ball. Josh Allen having another monster game. 329 yards, 4 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. Allen also led the, his rushing attack with 68 yards. Glennon Davis had the best game, in, I think, in playoff history with 201 receiving yards. And four touchdowns, averaging 21.1 yards per catch. And Cole Beasley right behind him with 60 yards with 10 point, with 10 yards per catch. Bills, you played an awesome game, dude. You just gotta know time management, too. You gotta know, man. You got to know how to work on time management. If you're facing Patrick Mahomes, if you're facing a defense or an offense, that's really good. You need to work knowing when to hold the ball and when to go. That's why you also need to preserve your, t- your timeouts as well. You need to know what play to call. If you need to call run, if you know your running back or Josh Allen could run the ball for you pretty far and that was a little more time. But an overall good game by the Bills. It's sad to see the way Josh Allen's season ended like this. And for the people wanting to know my opinion, if the overtime rules should be changed, should be changed, or I feel like to make it even is a kickoff, like seeing who could score the farthest field goal between the two. But I don't really care. Keep the overtime rules how it is. Make sure at least each team has a possession. If the first team scores, it's whatever. If the first team doesn't score, you just got to play good defense or good offense. Now let's go to the Chiefs side of the ball. Mahomes also having himself a good game. 378 yards, three touchdowns. This rushing attack was good. Mahomes. Also led his rushing attack with 69 yards with Clyde Edwards Hilaire right behind him at 60 yards with the Tyreek Hill leading all receivers with 150 yards. What I gotta say about Tyreek Hill, man? What I gotta say about the Chiefs? They got lucky, they got really lucky. But the Chiefs know how to time manage. I wish I had a coach that could time manage. Hey, Chiefs. Why do you give me one of those coaches that know how to time manage? Because I think I need one right there. Now let's get to this. Chiefs tied the game. Send it to overtime. They tied the game with 13 seconds left. From one side of the field down to the other. But Josh Allen, he picked tails over heads. 
You know the end of his season. You know why. Chiefs ended up scoring that same route on the game-winning touchdown. But you saw sportsmanship by Patrick Mahomes trying to find Josh Allen. Final score in this game, 42-36. Chiefs win in overtime. Chiefs advance to the AFC Championship facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we're down to the final two games. The final two games before the Super Bowl. On the AFC side, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going against the defending AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And somehow, in the NFC side, we have another NFC West matchup with the San Francisco 49ers going against the Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Bengals, Chiefs, what a game, man. Another overtime finish. Let's see what the Bengals cooked up today. Joe Burrow, Joe Br- Joe Shicey, Joe Cool, Joe Briggs, LSU legend. I'm over-exaggerating too much. Joe Burrow had himself another good game. 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Mixon had himself a good game. 88 yards on 21 carries. Joe Burrow right behind him. Using his legs, he didn't care about that injury. 25 yards for Joe Burrow. T. Higgins having himself an absolute game. What did I say? T. Higgins, you can give that man the ball. If you find him in the right spots, that man's going to produce for you. Okay, let me calm down real quick. It is crazy that just last year, the Bengals were one of the worst teams in the league. And the year before that, they were the worst team in the league. And then, see, hey, Cowboys, if you're listening, why can't you take notice? Look what they're doing. Their quarterback came back from a bad injury. And he took his team to the Super Bowl. And what did our quarterback do? Uh, He thinks he's Superman and thinks he could come back in the fourth quarter and he doesn't produce for the first three. But anyways, we're done with that. Let's go to the Chiefs side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes, 275, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and a costly interception in overtime that ruined their chances. Winning it. McKinnon having himself a good game again since the wild card. 65 yards. Travis Kelsey leading all receivers with 95 yards on 10 catches. And let's get to overtime. What's crazy is McPherson sent, no, sent this game to overtime. Like, like I said, like the Bengals said, this is why you draft a kicker. That's why I go with other positions that teams are willing to do. A bunch of teams probably missed out on kickers that are as good as McPherson. But the Bengals know how to draft well. And at the coin toss, they saw the new rules. Each team will have possession of the ball unless the first team that gets possession scores on the touchdown. But what's crazy is the Bengals... Picked heads. And it came out as tails. How is that possible? Just a week before, Josh Allen picked tails and then landed on heads. But we know his people thought it's going to over because in Arrowhead Stadium, once the Bengals got the wrong call on the coin toss, the whole stadium got excited, thinking they were going to win. But no, they didn't. Let's get to that real quick. Patrick Mahomes still picked. He threw an interception. What else can I say? The Joe Burrow and the Bengals learned to run out the time to pass the ball to get to as little time as they get. And, and they know they could trust that McPherson. They just try to get him closer. We know that kid has a leg, but they try to get him closer to secure them a Super Bowl appearance. Which means the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Super Bowl for the first time since like 1989 after beating the Chiefs in overtime 
27 to 24, making your Cincinnati Bengals contain the AFC champions of 2021 and representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And they are one game of win away from continuing their Cinderella story. And the final game I've been waiting for. The final game. Why I could sh- have these 49er fans quiet. The final game where to see who represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams or the San Francisco 49ers. Now it's playing. I'm being a little respectful. The San Francisco 49ers. Let's get off real quick to the look. Drop Garoppolo had touchdowns. He threw two touchdowns for 232 yards. But he started an interception. I'm surprised this running game didn't produce that much because you had Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, all these guys on the defensive line blocking that run. Debo Samuel led on receiving with 72 yards. We knew this was going to happen for the 49ers just because they beat the Rams in the final week of the season. Doesn't mean they're going to do in the playoffs. We know how Garoppolo is in the playoffs. He's only good when he's a backup with Tom Brady. 49ers only scored 17 in the loss. But let's go to the Rams real quick. See how they play. Matthew Stafford has himself a game. 337 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 1 interception. Again, with Cam Anchors leading the rushing with 48 yards. Cup and Beckham both had a hundred yard games with Cooper Cup over 142 and Odell Beckham with 113 yards. Let's just say this I wish Tyler Higby didn't get injured, I wish Robert Woods didn't get injured because with those two, they'll be clear cut favorites in play. And there will be clear cut favorites in every game they played. In every game. What can I say? Matthew Stafford almost gave up the game. I think late in the fourth. With that pick. Look, San Francisco. You guys used to have a good defense. What happened? Tell me. What happened? Because it looks like good. So, your defensive back dropped a pick right in his hands. You guys could have just ran out the ball. We know how good you guys are running with the ball. You guys couldn't catch the damn ball. Really? You couldn't catch the ball. Listen up. We have your Super Bowl matchup. Rams beat the 49ers 20-17. With Rams beating the second team in the second consecutive year. Hosting the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And this year's Super Bowl matchup is from the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals, and from the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams. So right to that, we're going to do a quick recap on the Pro Bowl, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl, my Super Bowl predictions, and bets, my bets, my over and unders that I'm going to put on this year. This is just a quick recap on the Pro Bowl. You got the NFC, best out of the NFC, the best conference in the league. Not according to this year. Again, going against the AFC. Let's go on the NFC side real quick. We got Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins representing the NFC. Everybody threw a pick. Russell Wilson, come on, bro. You couldn't even throw a touchdown in the Pro Bowl. Let's see rushing. Justin Jefferson led rush, rushing. He's not even a damn receiver. Why? Uh, excuse me, I cannot talk. He's not even a running back. He led the rushing for the NFC. And receiving, Mike Evans led all receivers with fifty yards. Let's check on the defensive side. Marshawn Lattimore had a pick. Your boy, Trayvon Diggs, had a pick. And I'm telling Winfield Jr. had a pick. Michael Parsons, my boy, got a sack. Burns got two sacks. 
Hargrave got a sack. So say the defense showed up more than than the damn offense. There was no punting. Oh, there was kicking three points by Elliot. Jay Elliott, who knows where he's from. Check on the AFC side <clears throat> real quick. On the AFC, you had Mike Jones, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. And somehow, Stefan Diggs threw a damn pass. Mike, jo- Ma- Mike Jones, that's a Mike, I'm sorry. Mike, Mike Jones led all quarterbacks with 120. 12 yards. At least there was one quarterback from each conference that had over 100 yards. And of course, there was one quarterback that they had no touchdowns for their conference for rushing. A running back. Oh, look, a running back. Led the led the rushing attack with 17. It wasn't even an attack. With 17 yards. Receiving Mark Andrews, a tight end. Led all receivers with 82 yards. On the defense, Darius Leonard got a sack. BR got a sack. JC Jackson got a sack. Derwin James, no. Jackson, BR, and Leonard, and Derwin James all got picks. They all had pick. TJ Watt got a sack. Mason Crosby got two sacks. You know what you can say? The NFC has a better defense. But you, let's just say, AFC wins it again, 41-35. Then this year's Pro Bowl, that was really horrible. Well, hey, but let's hope next year we have a better Pro Bowl. And now the moment y'all have been waiting for today. We're going to do Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Rams going to be facing the Los Angeles. Did I say Cincinnati Rams? Oh, I am so sorry. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to face the Los Angeles Rams in this year's Super Bowl. Whenever you're hearing this, it could be the day of the Super Bowl at 4.30 Central. No, at 4.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Central. At 6.30 East, at 2.30 Western Time. Uh, no, Pacific time. God damn it, I didn't know my times. Alright, let's get into it. The Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl after beating Chiefs, Titans, and Raiders. Rams made it to the Super Bowl after beating the Cardinals, the GOAT, and the 49ers, who were frauds, in my opinion. Let's start off with my prediction. God, Cincinnati Bengals, the man from his hometown, the man who went to LSU, the man who was number nine. Caught. Joe, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl. You're gonna bring the Bengals a Super Bowl for the first time over the Rams. What is my score? I think it's gonna be a good game. L- let me put it right here, right now. Got 34 31 Rams. Eric McPherson kicks it off to win the Super Bowl. The rookie finishes off an incredible run. A perfect run in the postseason. And who do I have for Super Bowl MVP? I got Joe Burrow. I got Joe Burrow for Super Bowl MVP. Got the Bengals winning in 34-31. I got Joe Burrow winning Super Bowl MVP. Now, let's get into some bets real quick. I got the National Anthem being under two minutes. I got the coin toss. The coin toss. Since the Rams are the away team, got coin toss to be heads. They're gonna want the ball. The halftime show is gonna last over twenty eight point five minutes. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, since they're my pick to win the Super Bowl, the Gatorade color that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be orange. I got orange being the super, the winning Gatorade color. That's what I got. But this is gonna be a really good game. I hope it's a really good game. 
there's a lot on this. Man, it's going to be a good way to end the season. Let's give you a quick prediction for next year real quick. Hey, to break it to you, we know who's going to be at the Super Bowl. <clears throat> I hate to say it to you, it's going to be Cowboys, Bills, Super Bowl next year in Las Vegas. I think it's in Las Vegas. Uh, who knows yet? But it's too early to talk, man. It's too early. Let's just recap each team's season. Bengals had an amazing season. They won their division. They got a top five. They got a home playoff game. They upset the number one seed. They upset Patrick Mahomes. They beat Patrick Mahomes down 21 to 3 going into the second half. And now they're going to be Matthew Stafford and that defensive line 34 to 31. And for the Rams, it was a lot of ups and downs. We thought they were frauds after Matthew Stafford throwing a ton of picks. But, hey, look at the Rams right here, dude. Let's just recap one more time on my bits. Got Cincinnati Bengals winning it 34-31. Hank McPherson kicks it off. Joe Burrow wins Super Bowl MVP. He's also going to be the one saying, saying, we're going to Disneyland. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? National Anthem, under two minutes. I got the coin toss being heads. I got the game winning Gatorade color on the coach. I got orange. Except for the Bengals. But if the Rams win, it's blue. I think it's going to be blue or green. (coughs) Who knows? But hey, thank y'all so much for listening. I hope you liked the recap of this year's playoffs. I hope you guys liked my predictions. Hope y'all enjoy the game. Make sure y'all follow follow to Sports Trout Pod wherever you get your podcast, wherever you are listening to, and there's gonna be this podcast is only the start. There's gonna be more improvements to this to so be more high quality, and I'm gonna start having guests. Sneak peek, it could possibly be a pro sports owner. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been your host, Jose, Sports Drop Pod. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.